Welcome to the Edinburgh City Supporters Club podcast. We hope you enjoy the show. Well, hello everybody and welcome to the latest edition of the very unofficial Edinburgh City Supporters Club podcast. As always, I am your host, the Right Reverend Bobby Love. I am joined by my first co-host, Citizen Neil, Mr Rooney. How are we doing? Yeah, very good, mate. The, the, very good. The, the, the effects of long COVID seem to be passing me by, which is very nice, So, which is good. Well, that's good. That means you'll be able to breathe when you're talking, eh? Well, it helps, I. I tell you what, that was hard. On <laughs> the conversation standing at the game and I was like... <gasps> but I seem to be getting there, which is good. I'm back exercising, which is nice. Which is good. And of course, I'm also joined by my other co-host, Mr Monks, Ali McCreef. How are you feeling after your wee bout of isolation? Well, we're almost at the end of it, uh, thankfully. So I think if we got a negative test tomorrow, I might be able to get out and about, which will be, be good. It didn't. It felt like I'd been... It felt like I'd... I don't know if you guys ever drank when you were in the noughties, when you were a bit younger. We went out and drank things like Reef or Blue Wicked or whatever it was all night. Dan, I still drink Blue Wicked. And we're in the smoking area, you know, it's, it, was, it felt like that. It felt like I'd been out at Fat Sands in Dundee or something. Like, <laughs> thinking like a, a teenager again. That's what it felt like for two days. But other than that, other than that, I've been I've been fine. Uh, but just trying to juggle work with my wife, who's struggling a bit more, and uh, and a wee toddler. So that's been a, that's been a great laugh this uh, this last year. Well, I nice to be speaking to some some people. That are, uh, nice to be speaking to some adults. It's very pleasant. That sounds amazing. <laughs> and then you'll be then you'll be out of COVID jail for Friday's game. What's that? You're drawn up. You're drawn a light now. Um, so anyway, right. Obviously, it's, it's a long time since we had the last pod. Uh, generally, life has got in the way, so we've been a bit delayed. Uh, just things getting in the way. Um, six weeks since the last one. Anything happened, boys? What's happened? Uh, uh, personally, nothing really, no. Ali, no? No, just lots of shite football, to be quite honest with you. But disappointed in a job application we put in, but you know. Well, there we are. Obviously, our first topic is the big news of the City world over the last few weeks. Uh, the fact that we have a new manager. Uh, yes, we did put an application in, uh, mainly because Rooney's got a manager's jacket. I like Conrad for these assholes. Uh, and Ali plays five, so he'd be good at the fitness coach. Um, on a serious note, before we get into this, um, I know in the past we've said that we have sometimes communicated with the board and the chairman about things that happen at the club. We know absolutely nothing about what this decision is about, how it came about, what the reasoning behind it has come about. Obviously, there's plenty of rumours kicking around the ground. There's plenty of rumours kicking about social media and so on and so forth. Uh, nobody really knows the club released a very short and sweet statement, it must be said. Uh, we've not heard for Gary himself either. Um, maybe that tells a story on its own. So what we're just going to try and do is give our own opinion as fans, what we've seen and heard from other fans, uh, social media. Um, I would say, just to kind of start it off, we were probably... Surprised at the timing, six games to go. Um, an odd time, I would say, for anything like that to go down. I don't think we were necessarily surprised that Kenny ended or was going to end. 
I think we all maybe assumed it might have happened at the end of the season anyway. And uh, what do you call it? A conscious uncoupling or something. Um, that was maybe going to happen at the end of the season. But we are where we are. Um, I've got more views. I'll let Ali go first. He was going to have a dig at them anyway, this pod. So on you go. Uh, well, I am going to dig at him, but I think what I would say first is, as I said on, on previous pods, I would have given him to the end of the season. I don't think he's done a particularly good job. You know, the injuries were a, were a factor in things, but I still don't think he did a particularly good job. But we were still in fourth. We were still in with a chance of the of the playoffs, um, which from very early in the season was going to be the best we we're going to get. So I wouldn't have I wouldn't have sacked him to be honest with you. Um, from my point of view, it was interesting. It came up about on a, on a Wednesday. I think it was a Wednesday, Thursday, and um, so it didn't happen straight after the weekend's game. So I don't know if there's been some discussions during the week with the board. I don't know if there's maybe a conversation with the manager, or the now ex-manager that's that's led to. It. But I think my we got see we got towards the end with. With Naismith, yeah, the football wasn't wasn't great by any stretch of the imagination. But I had to stop watching his interviews. I really did have to stop watching his interviews because they were just they were actually depressing. Like it was it was unbelievable. And there was a couple of them where he had uh, he made comments about you know so-called fans on social media and, and negativity and all of these types of things. Now the thing with Naismith was one thing he never did, never ever did was make any attempts to engage with the fan base whatsoever. He never he never managed to come and applaud us after games. Even away games he wouldn't come across. Um, there was nothing about him. You know, the previous manager would come to functions, all that kind of stuff. Would, you don't have to be the best pal or anything like that. But it just seemed to me, for a manager who was obviously sensitive about what was said about him, because he brought it up in his interviews, you know, he says, I don't have social media and all this kind of stuff. Well, I don't remember his family's family have social media and I'm sure things are reported back to him. For him to bring it up in a post-match interview, he's clearly sensitive about it. He's clearly sensitive about what fans think about him. So why not just make your life easier by engaging with the fans? That gives you a little bit, it doesn't make everything all right, but it just makes things easier for him. You know, if he came across and spoke to the fans, even came across applauded after games, thank people for coming in his post-match interviews or anything like that, that just builds a bit of rapport with the fan base. It means you do get a little bit more leeway. So he's only got himself to blame for the negativity because all we all we had to base it on was shite football. We were getting results, but performances weren't, weren't you, you know, deserving of those results. We were incredibly lucky to be in the position we're in. I know we've bad luck with injuries, but during games, our run of luck has been astonishing, absolutely astonishing to have as many points as we do based on the, on the performances, you know, the amount of shots on goal we've had. If, if they had expected goals uh, and such like in, a, in League Two, all the stats guys would say we were way overperforming our expected goals and are due to regress to the mean. I don't think there's any debate about that whatsoever. And probably our expected goals conceded as well as due to regress to the mean, which would see us plummeting down the table. But I actually have to say, as it came to the end, I stopped watching his interviews, apart from one where he had a go at the fans, and I just thought, you know what, just piss off. Like it really was. I was still wouldn't have sacked him based on football reasons. But I'm not sad. I'm not sad to see him go. To be honest with you, um, I, I just thought the way he conducted himself in those post-matches was 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 just so so poor. So he's only got himself to blame. To be quite honest with you, um, like I said, I'd, I'd have given him to the end of the season, but I certainly didn't lose any sleep over him over him being punted. To be quite honest. Hi, Vinny. Oh, thanks. 
Um, <coughs> I, we only know what we know through reading and, and seeing on in media and news, etc. So we don't know. There could be a whole different story and a whole different world that's happened behind the scenes that we don't know about, but we only we can only comment on what we know or, or what we think we know. Do you know what I mean? Or what we've heard. So um I am everybody, I'm very surprised. Very surprised, you know, for all we know, we could have got us up. We joked with that amount of times, me and Ali and, and, and yourself, Bob are probably seen at games and went, or probably just me and Ali to be fair. We joked and went. Given what's happened, and this is the worst season we've had in a few years, and we'll probably get promoted. Do you know what I mean? So, um, I don't know. It just, I'll probably say that to everybody, you know, probably I've said it to yourself, Bob, and we said it to Jar and all these guys as well. But I think for me, it does so well to, I mean, where we're that, like, I mean, God, we're millimeters off getting promoted last year. Do you know what I mean? We're not far off getting promoted to wrap it up. And effectively start again. I think that done him straight away. Do you know, he's he's not. I don't know, and, and, and maybe tongue in cheek about Billy Brown when he says I've been places and done things. Eh? But do you know, for these guys that have maybe stepped down, I know Gary's been was Gary in League One with East Fife and got them up. He's League Two actually. Um, yeah. So you you think you would kind of know? You've got to have a bit of experience in that with the team. I think he just got rid of too many guys. I can understand people maybe didn't fit his how he wanted to play. I totally get all that. But to get rid of so, so many as he could. But he did. For one reason or another. That just hammered them straight away, I think. I mean. But I agree, you know, I agree with Alice is like many times have you been in away games? I mean, Bob we stood it steady. Do you know what I mean? The players come over. Do you know what I mean? I'm not expecting somebody to. You know, it was good that James used to go to the odd function. Do you know what I mean? I, I couldn't care less if it comes to a function or whatever, but at least acknowledge it now and again. Do you know what I mean? At least if gave you a wave or whatever, you know. And to be fair to Brown, when Brown came in, Brown started to follow uh, Bob and I on Twitter. So, you know, at least they. And, and we said good luck to him and he, and he thanked us, you know, when he left as well. So, you know, at least he's not expected, you know, we're not a massive fan base. Do you know do you know what I mean? It's not I think I think it comes down to there's a there's a banner and I'm gonna paraphrase, there's a banner at St. James's Park that was that was held up religiously when Mike Ashley was in charge and it's we don't demand a team that wins, we demand a club that tries. And I think it probably was, but it probably just wasn't a right fit, if I'm being honest. Do you know what I mean? There was something that just wasn't a right fit. I've been going to come in and say, it's just, there's no ball in the backside. Do you know what I mean? Nobody wants to lose, do you know? So, shock timing, but I'm not surprised. I mean, I, I think we've all discussed that fairly length between ourselves I mean I I think it, like it, it was telling on social media and I know I will speak about and I've said it before not everybody on social media is a total zoomer right people can put across their points fairly well without resorting to nonsense it was telling on social media that the core support were all like well 
you know what I mean? There was all these people that didn't go to the game, sorry, are all like, what you doing? It's a joke. You're a jockey a club, blah, blah, blah. And all the core support were saying, you know the one that's got to sit there and watch that football and listen to his misery every week in interviews. You know, you're right, he never really acknowledged the fans. I mean, I was at Annan, that we'll talk about later on. Yeah. Never came across. You know what I mean? There wasn't even a pod. Brown did, if I remember right. Yeah. Gary certainly did. Brown Ferguson's first interview was after the Kelty game. And he acknowledged the fans, it's great to send them home after coming back like that. Just wee things like that. We never got really that off of Gary. And then when he did speak about fans, he just tried to dig us out. And that's not going to delete a fan base. Um, I mean, the tactics, like you named it a few pods ago, Alex, like the tactics don't bore. We're not quite sure who's doing what, who's playing where sometimes. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, injuries. Look, I've got sympathy with injuries to a point. But there also comes to a point where it can't be luck that we've got so many injuries. Right? You know, it has to come a point where it's no luck. Right? And I'll give him his due. He brought through some of the youngsters like James Farrell, Lucas Berry, you know, Johnny Jarrett's had a game and all that kind of stuff. And they've been excellent, right? James Farrell in particular has been fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, goes up to Scottish Tup High against Aberdeen and he's the man of the match by a, by a distance. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. So I've got, you've got to give him credit for that. I mean, it, it's not like, I mean, we were sitting here last year. Wow. And everybody will go... Well, that's the thing. Folk are going, oh, you just hated Naismith, blah, blah, blah. You can go through a pause for the last end of the tail end of last season. And we were all thinking, by the way, he's come in here. He's done a great job so far, right? All this team needs is a couple of additions. I said, we were all thinking, right, this is us. This this is it next season, like this, this season currently. This is the season we're going to go up with Gary to help. It looked good. The football looked good for the most part. I know there was a lot of like one goal wins and all that. But the football did look pretty decent. And then it just blows the team up. And you're like, okay. Now, I could have understood if he'd blown the team up if there seemed to be a discernible plan behind it. But yeah. there seemed to be no discernible plan. And the fact that he almost turned around the entire team in January speaks a lot to his recruitment last summer. Yeah. The recruitment in January has been a lot better. Yeah. I don't know if it was waiting until January to get it, but that doesn't really put us in a good position. Yeah. You know, I mean, when you're getting rid of good players like Andy Black, you know, Matt Laird, these type of guys. I know we say them over a week, but you need that. Like, I, I kind of think maybe he was wanting Callum Tappan to come in and be the fulcrum of the team. Yeah, he didn't have a defensive midfielder to go next to him. He had to wait until Ben Sterling came in in January. And then when Ben Sterling came in in January, Taps has been injured for three, four weeks of that. So it's been pretty hard to see if he can. And, but when they have played together, Taps has looked a lot better than he had done previously. Yes. You know, when Danny Jardin came in back for injury, who sadly injured again, he looked pretty good. And it like calm tap and do calm tap and things, you know? Yeah. It, it, like, there was a lot of back to front football, like quick back to front football, to three strikers who can't hit a ball. Yeah. Right? Well, well it's maybe been a bit harsh, but you know what I mean? They're all better with, they're all better with the ball at their feet. Uzi is better with the ball at his feet. The ball like, is not stack. It's probably right? the best. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean, right? Uzi's better with the ball at his feet. Right? John Robertson is superb with the ball at his feet. You know, a form tailed off, and you can tell because a form to dipped off since he got injured. Yeah. You know, Ryan Shanley, when he has been in the team, generally looks better with the ball at his feet. You know, and yeah. obviously when I watched him at Civil and all that, he looked a lot better with the ball at his feet. Yet for some reason, it seems to be get the ball up as quick as you can. Which doesn't he, he, he was talking about square pegs and round holes and things like that. From a fan's perspective, watching it, you're like, well, part of that's your tactics because you're, you're chucking it up to players. You're not trying to meld your tactics to what you've got on the pitch. Aye. You know? And it just... It, the thing is, like, it has been... For a lot of people, for a lot of fans, the football's been poor. 
you know, it's like it, like I said, pods ago, James came in and we set a standard for this football club. And those standards currently, and haven't been for most of the season, being maintained. And you can sit and piss and moan all he wants about it, right? That's just a fact. And if you take into account last season and you adjust the figures, so to speak, we're going to be on for our lowest points total in four seasons, our lowest goals for total in four seasons, our lowest goals against total, our highest goals against total in four seasons. And I'm not quite sure how high that would be without Brian Schwocking goals. Aye. Right? I mean, because he saved us a huge amount of points, you know, and obviously the defence has tightened up somewhat with Jack Bryden and Michael Travis as well. So if you include them in that part, and that's, well, it's just sort of disrespecting the, the, the previous ones, but it looks a lot better with them in there. Yeah. Lee Hamilton coming back for injuries made a massive difference. You know, we're on for our lowest points per game in four seasons. Because obviously, if you're just at for last year, being 22 games, we still haven't we still haven't matched last year's goals total in nine more games. I don't think we will. Oh no, we're two. I think we're two behind as it stands. Never know. We only get two games. I don't know. Well, we might get, sorry, so five games might get two goals. Who knows? Anyway, but. I think that just shows the, the kind of how we've went backwards. And for those that maybe don't go to the games and only look at it, if they were to listen to us, they'd maybe be thinking, well, maybe I can see your point now. It's not just a simple case, oh, we're having a lost in 12 games when, when they got sacked. It was only two wins and six. And then as we're looking at it, that we'll come on to games, like the, the number of games that we've had since the last since the last pod is nine games. So four defeats, a couple of draws and a couple of wins. So it's not exactly been terrific form either and it was almost like between ourselves and Stenny it's like you take the player spot no 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 if you don't mind you can take it no no you take it no you take it and that's how it roughly went for the last year four weeks you know do you not feel it's like this might be I get I try to make stuff as simple as I can you've only got X available you want to play a different scheme you want to play like Barcelona everybody does Barcelona are playing right You've only got X available. You can't do it. Surely you reevaluate and go. We need to do X, Y, and Z. We need to be solid to beat. We need to be hard to beat. The amount of times that we were hard, I mean, we got roasted off Albion Rovers when we were trying to be solid. You know what I mean? It's like it's it's. It didn't want to be like as as we when we spoke about it before in previous. You know, certain players come out and said, look. We, we need to be held accountable and we get that but it goes both ways you know what I mean um, I think at times where we go well if we're going to be solid to beat you should be playing deeper do you know what I mean you should be making yourself tighter which maybe a black air earlier they would have done and you could have played tapping somewhere and tapping could have done what he tapping does at his best do you know it just it, it just it, the mind boggles if you've got so many injuries you know what I mean? I mean, Johnny Jarrett did do really, really well at left back. It was good to play left back at left back, but you know, think you know, it's like you've got to give him a bit of protection. Who's playing in front of him? You know, in Guillermo's due, I think it they've probably seen a, a side of Danny Hanlon that I probably never thought we'd see in a more defensive place. That over the last few months, and I'm not trying to butter him up, but do you know? I've seen him in the last That's my job. Months. That's my job. That's your job. I can buy you shots later. But, you know, he's probably done more of a defensive duty and he's, he's probably matured them in that sort of sense. But you've got to remember at times, James's football wasn't attractive at times, but it was effective. Do you know, it's almost 
it come across near the end of Gary, it was, the football was trying to be effective, but if we go back to Blair, he didn't want Blair, go and get somebody else, the Blair's arc, have a boy that you can go and hit. I mean, the boy Renton's ended up going to Bloom and Trinette, but that's a different story. But, you know, go and have somebody you can go and hit so you can be two-dimensional. No disrespect, as Bobby, as you said, is he's better with the body feet. Or he's better running off somebody, like Robo would be. You need you need options. And the guys that we've got to do all that sort of stuff are, are similar. And it's hard to, you know, Shanley's come in he started to, it looks like he started to find his feet a wee bit after the injuries and COVID and everything, and fair play to the lad. You know, you can start to see his quality, which is good, but I just feel it's the balance of that squad just isn't there for some reason. On that, I'll let you come back and send that. On that, because I think a lot of the issues have been the recruitment, right? Um, and if you, if you look at it, we finished the, the January transfer window with a smaller squad than we did going into January, right? Mm-hmm. Not by much, but that was it. And he was complaining about injuries then, and he leaves us with less of a squad. Fair enough. Yeah. You want to supplement that with the 20s, which he has done? Great. Yeah. And then we've lost Roberts, uh, John Robertson for the season, and we lost him before the loan window closed. But we never brought another striker in. Now, I don't know if he tried. He may have tried. But that would have been nice if he communicated that to say he had. Otherwise, it just looks like he sat on his hands and did nothing. So he's left us with two recognised strikers. Shanley, who's only coming back from pretty major issues, really health issues, injuries and COVID throughout the season. And Uzi, who can't he really do it all on his own? Yeah. Right? So I'm just, I think a lot of us were just at a loss as if they say, what happened to your recruitment here? Like, what were you doing here? Is, is it, are you trying to prove a point or something? Or what is it? But you would never communicate that because he was too busy being fucking miserable. I think you're, like, you're, you're, you're right on the striker point. But you, you look at it from... If you go out and say you need a striker, everybody's going to go, all right, you can give us X, Y, and Z extra. Do you know what I mean? But to come maybe come out after and go, we're a bit disappointed. We did try and get a forward in. Maybe we tried to get a winger in as well. I get coming out after. Maybe not at the time because we could not see it. But I think that's that maybe comes down to the communication thing as well. Eh? Do you know that it's... I mean, I would, I, would say, I, I would say that's just general basic PR. Aye, do you know what? He's just some like wet behind the ears manager who's just coming in, right? That's a guy who's played the English Premier League and has pretty much a Hall of Fame career for Scotland. Yeah, you know, maybe a couple of caps short, whatever it is, or is he? I'm not quite sure. Thank you. He's obviously, I think he's in the Hall of Fame, right? Now, is he not too short or something? Too short, whatever it is, but he's close enough, close enough, right? He's been around. You get media training, surely you can just say, just drop it in. But that comes back to what we were saying earlier on about it doesn't really engage with the fans because it doesn't really engage with the fans. I mean, even these interviews, we've said it through, it cuts Callum off constantly. Right, and it upped, and I mean, it really, really annoyed a lot of people. You know, just let him finish his question. And there's a couple of things where you could tell Callum was getting pissed off because he just kind of talked over him. You know, <laughs> and it's like that's not a way for an interview to be conducted. And you could tell the difference when Brown was doing the interviews is that Brown was kind of standing, waiting for the end of the question, then he make his answer. Uh, you know, and I get sometimes maybe I don't know Gary came across a bit more of a worrier, I guess, but just just let, just come at the now and just let him ask his question. And then move on. And I think that kind of how, how you endear yourself to fans. 
cutting yourself across the top of Callum is not going to be one of them. Um, because we only get that. We only get what we see in the papers and we only get what we see in the YouTube interviews. And exactly, yeah. It doesn't yeah, really exactly. help. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, it might, like, the players apparently were upset about him leaving. They're the ones that see him. You know, we don't. We're not, I'm not going to think for them or say what they think, but, you know, there has to be this kind of thing where you, you've got to appreciate how we're seeing it and how they might see it differently. Because us as fans, it was pretty easy that we were all just pissed off them. Yeah. Anyway, Ali. Yeah, I think when you look at, as I noticed earlier, I don't think we've dominated the game this season. That I can remember that we've actually kind of, you know, we've really controlled the game and looked certainly not in the certainly not in the games I've been at in the last the last few months anyway. We just haven't controlled the game. We haven't looked comfortable, particularly that I can really can really remember. I think if it wasn't for Schwaki, I think we'd be second bottom. That to be honest with you, I know we're in fourth place. I think if it wasn't for Schwaki, we'd be we'd be in ninth place. I think we'd be ahead of County because despite them having outplayed us a couple of times this season, to be honest with you, um, they're obviously, I mean, they can't perform and they're, they're really struggling. They've got a complete FUD as a manager as, as well, um, which probably isn't, probably isn't helping them. Um, but, I, you know, you look at it and we've had, Swapies made more saves than anybody else in the division. Um, I think he's got the highest number of saves in the whole of the SPFL. Yeah, well, I mean, very well, very well could do. Um, we are second bottom for shots and second bottom for shots on target. So our even those very basic metrics, it, 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 you know, it still meets the eye test is that we are absolutely lucky at how good our results have been. We really are. And there's some really there's teams up and down in the division thing. So I, I don't know. I, I don't know what the style of play thing is all about. Um, he obviously got rid of somebody like Blair because he didn't fit his style of play, but you know, would we have been a better team with Blair in this season? Yes, of course we would have. And I'm not even I'm not a particularly huge player at Henderson fan, to be honest with you. You know, we would have obviously we'd been better with Black Game, obviously we'd been better with, with Laird and the team as well. Um so it does come down to recruitment. There's obviously a big move in January, which I think um you would have to imagine came from the owner and the owner did have some in the on the rare occasion you spoke at, he did seem to have some pretty harsh words about how the season had gone and, and things just around the, the January transfer window. So he's, he's backed Naismith to an extent, but I wonder if it's one of these, look, you're getting these players in, if you can't turn things around quickly, then you're in serious, serious bother. So um, it's just, yeah. yeah, like I said, I don't think you can have any complaints. And the things on, on Twitter, if you look at the results, you'd think it was an odd decision. The timing is odd, but, you know, he was... Never going to be a, a, a great or a successful ever six manager's point of view. Do you know what? I don't think he enjoys himself. I really don't. I don't know what it's like at East Fife. I don't know what it's like at Queen and South. But I, I don't, never got the impression he was particularly happy. He's maybe just like that. But there was never anything said to me that he'd actually enjoyed this job um, that he bought into the club or anything, anything like that at all. So, yeah. Well, I know, I know speaking to friends who are based outside of Edinburgh who still pay attention to the results and the interviews and all that kind of thing. Um, they said that it came across that it felt like he was doing the club a favour yeah. um, and that he was kind of like he was a bit aloof which I wouldn't necessarily disagree with the aloofness of him at times as you can tell by the fact that they never really applauded the fans or anything like that it just seemed a bit I mean and if that's how it's coming across to people who only like going to games every week who are somewhere else 
in the world watching them going, I'm not so sure about how he is. Now, if that's coming across to them, yeah. you know I mean? it's pretty easy how he can come across to us as well. So I think you're right. I don't think, I mean, he started off thinking, yeah, this is right, this is good. And then it pretty fell apart pretty quickly. It just is one of these things where it's not been a right fit. And I think this entire season has been full of like things just not being right. Yeah, Whether yeah. that be the manager, the recruitment, Friday nights that have been dismal. I mean, the crowds are going down even on Friday nights. I know it's Friday nights and all that kind of stuff, but part of that is also if we were running, we'd probably have more people coming. Yeah, Let's yeah. be honest, right? Maybe a wee bit. I know you're screwing your face. Right, right, the, thing, the, thing the thing for any football club is if, if you're getting decent results or your football's really good, people want to go and watch it. Yeah. Right? Now, I know Friday nights, of course, we were thinking about we should have been back at Midbank by now, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. There's a load of predisposing factors, and I get that. Right? But there's a huge amount of negativity about between how he was, how he, how he came across the fans, how the tactics were, what the football looked like, how he came across in interviews. Friday nights on top of that. I mean, I said a couple of pods ago when the Naismith out tweet about the supporters club account. That was just, that was almost after we got host off Albion Rovers. That was almost just a, like, we've fucking had enough of everything. You know, you know, you've got rid of all these fan favourites. We were absolutely garbage. You didn't like you. Friday nights are terrible. Everything was just like, fucking, that's it. Everybody was like, sod it. Right? You know what I mean? Everybody was just sod it. Right, that's it. Had enough. Um... So the, the, you have that you have that kind of part to it, and it was just oh, I don't know the communication for the club has been poor. I mean, the statement was, I mean, they took the website offline in the middle of the season. What are you doing that for? Keep it going to the end of the season, then do it up, you know. And I mean, you could have had a proper statement on the website rather than the thing that's done on whatever it is Photoshop or MS Paint or whatever the hell they're doing, right? And you can only work, the thing is, you can only work the tools they've got. If you've not got a website, you're going to have to knock up your phone. Well, it's a meme. It's a meme generator. That's oh. one of those meme generator sites they're on. So, I suppose it has that unintended consequence of driving traffic because everybody's like, "What the oh. hell is that?" No. But you know what I mean. So it's just like it's just been a catalog. This season just been a catalog of yeah. like, yeah. What, what's the word? Of negative. I know. Fuck it. I'll go with it. Negativity. You know, and that's and you know you got loyal fans getting pissed off and not going to games. Um, you know, other things going on behind the scenes, and just like everyone just seems a bit shit. You know, everyone just seems like they've no just quite this, no quite a lot of joined up thinking, and there's just everyone just seems a bit half assed. We've never even got an away kit this year. Like, we've still only got one, we've only brought one kit this year. I've got the Heritage kit, Heritage kit still got one. That was the year before. I bet still got one. Two years. So we've, we've not got we didn't bring it in the week kit this year. Oh, because we just used the yellow one as well. Because the plan was to bring it out like at Christmas time, remember? Yes, but obviously rules. Rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Either or. But anyway. But anyway. Right, is there anything else you want to add before we talk about the new gaffer? Uh, no, I would just say that Ali makes a valid point on that. You know, if the owner's backed them at Christmas... So owners, baby, owners takes a yeah. brunt of it. Do you know if, if he's putting money in and investing, which other things we'll get to in the pod, then it's up to him. You know, yeah. he's got the he's got the firing shot, so to speak. Essentially, it's his money, and he can do what he likes with it. <laughs> and, and it's in many ways. You're right. Yeah. You know, I mean, the, the thing is, like the, some of the things we, like we've not been happy about the club and whatnot. But when we had that meeting with Tom and Jim. 
I don't think either of us came away for that meeting thinking like Tom doesn't have the best interests of the club at heart. No, no, no. You may disagree no, no. with some of his decisions and things like Correct. that, but you, we Correct. thought it was in safe enough hands. Correct, and so he's, not, he's not like a fly-by night or anything like that. I still think it's in safe hands. Yeah, yeah, probably. I don't have an issue with the owners. I think the owners have done good hands. I think these yeah. guys have done what they've done and you know what I mean? Like, we wouldn't you go to games and we always said that with Ja. Ja always made you feel welcome and you know what I mean? And again, it's a different level and different level of professionalism, you know what I mean, and all that, but Callum and Jim and everybody still says hello and everything, you know what I mean, it's not like a, not a problem, yeah, you know, as you say, fundamentally, it's all about the football, isn't it? Fundamental. I was going to say as well, we've not had a phone call for Jim saying what the fuck you're saying on that pod. So we're obviously not, not too bad. Eh? I might change after the day, mind you. Eh? But never know. Nobody stopped listening. I know Callum doesn't. So hi, Callum. Well, hi, Cal- Callum. Aye, we know Callum does. That's somebody from the board does. Report him back. Anyway, right. So that's that. Naismith is away. Um, just one of those things that just didn't work out really. Eh? Um, so, Alan Maybury in. Uh, long coaching CV, pretty good playing CV, apart from the fact he played for uh, Hibs. Well, you did um, see that on Twitter. Somebody said that. Is, is it the first person to play for the Edinburgh's two big clubs and Hibs? So, you know, it's, uh, fair play to the guy, you know. If he's, he's, so, I mean, I don't know what he's like as a coach. He comes across all right so far. I've not quite watched his interview from Saturday, but I believe even though we got beat, he came across yeah. pretty well there. Uh, Mark Kerrin is assistant. Um, there's a lot of Air fans I noticed on social media saying, Hope it really works out. We really liked him. Just didn't quite work out of air, but you've got a really astute sign in there if you can keep him and all that, which is very rare for a team after they've got rid of a manager. You know, to turn in and say, oh, By the way, he's actually pretty nice, pretty good. I think he'll do well with them. So, Saturday obviously didn't quite work out, but you don't have two days with the players, let's be honest. One, one training session, and that's it, really. Yeah, so it's going to be hard to get. Things going from there. So, Ray, um, I'm very surprised because it wasn't a name that was through the rumor mill. Nope. Um, I'm more glad the name wasn't that we were told through the rumor mill, but we can get to that later on at some point, maybe off the record. Um, it's very much off the record. <laughs> um, we can get to that on on why I'm glad it's not that person. So, but maybe they, yeah, I, I remember watching interviews with maybe with the hearts and stuff, and then. Like one of the old European getting to Europe videos and all this caper, and it was like he's a winner, he wants to beat you at everything. So, if it meant he was sitting down playing cards with his grand, he'd be trying to win. Do you know what I mean? He's just that type of character. Um, he'd maybe got more of the similar to James sort of about him. Uh, I'm not saying Gary didn't have that mentality in him because nobody sets out to lose, but do you know what I mean? You just so what he's like as a coach, probably he's a wee bit more calm than he was as a player because if he had to go into a 50-50, it wasn't mm-hmm. missing. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't a 50-50, it was a 90-10. Alan was winning. Okay. So, you know, so, and that's probably why he'd done so well in Scotland and then obviously done Hearts fans a favour and helped get a relegated. So, um, I, I'm quite happy to give him a shot, see how he gets on to the end of the season. Mark Gers is surprised because for a guy that's been a manager... And then going back to an assistant, but obviously they got on well through doing their coaching badges and stuff like that. And sometimes that happens, you know, you look at Stevie Gopper. Right? So, um, I, two guys that know the scene, first foray into management, I suppose, he's done a lot of coaching. Um, 
I an interesting choice. Obviously, I never picked the three of us, but anyway, that's a different story. Um, but I no, I'm, I'm. I'll be interested to see how he gets on. We good. Hi, Ali. Yeah, I think um, a, a pleasant surprise to be honest with you. Um, I think what's interesting is comes from that coaching background, and that was one thing Naismith didn't do, and I think it was quite open about it, was he wasn't doing any work on the training pitch, um, where maybe he's got his, his pro licence, I think. You know, he, he did his pro licence alongside Jesse Marsh, who's now the Leeds manager, so, you know, he's he's obviously had, he's obviously got, and, you know, James had that pro licence as well, which I think is, and we saw the benefits of that, having James, so I think that's an interesting change. Um, also, you mentioned you know, we mentioned that he'd applied for the role, so it wasn't as if it was, you know, he was a name that they in the club went to get. He applied through the, the process of, you know, emailing the club by all accounts. So um makes you think that when Naismith wasn't binned with a replacement in mind because the guy who's got the job yeah. had to apply for it. Uh, so, th- so I think that's in, I think that's interesting. I don't know how often that happens. Um, I think usually clubs would have would have somebody in mind. Um was only concerned with care is that he'll be wanting to get back to, you know, a, a proper a manager's role rather than an assistant manager's role as quickly as possible. So if things do go well at the end of this season, you know, you don't want to be losing your assistant manager quickly. That was happened to us with Crawford going to go to East Fife. Um, so I mean, but that's a, a bit of a minor concern to be, to be quite honest. So if you like care as a player, I'm actually probably more like to be honest with you. He was a good player, right? But I like I always quite like quite like Mark Kerr, obviously is famous for his football manager, um football manager ability, to be honest. But he, but he was he was good in real good in real life as well. Um so it's interesting. Um obviously give him a give him a chance. Um he was to be honest with you on Saturday, he was completely let down by the players. Um and and particularly the two guys that got sent off absolutely atrocious, you know, I mean, I mean unforgivably stupid. Um, from both of them, to be honest with you. So Saturday wasn't on, wasn't on, um, wasn't on Maybury. It was on Travis and Crane. To be honest, with you, the game was gone by the time Crane got sent off. But both of them were an absolute joke, an absolute joke of two experienced players. Um, so I don't know if that points to an unhappy or frustrated camp. To be honest with you, I actually thought that about the performance against the home game against Stranraer as well, where we had the uh, we had the, the caretaker manager in charge. But yeah, I think maybe we'll come in. I don't know how much he'll change. It looked like he was kind of playing two up top until we got set off pretty much straight away. Uh, so that's a bit of a that is a bit of a change, which I think might you know might work um, and just maybe let us play a bit higher up the up the park. But it'd be interesting to see whether him with his coaching pedigree makes a difference in this in this short time. Um, and it's very clear from what he said that the thought is that if he does well, it'll be a full time. Gig for him, you know, he'll be sort of, you know, he'll, he'll take the job as interim at the moment. And um, I think with the idea that it goes well for all parties, then it would make sense to extend the deal. Um, I don't think he'll be able to do enough to get us promoted, if I'm honest with you. But if we can have a stronger run to the end of the season and we can improve, then, you know, he might be the man to, you put himself in a decent shot for giving us the, having a go at the job next year. Um, aye, I think I think what some of the things with that is that some of the players will be playing for deals, eh? Well, they should be thinking about that because some of them are running out. Um, so it really depends if they want to stay. Um, I know obviously 
judging by his reaction, there's one of them that wants to stay. Um, his reaction to me at New Year, anyway. Um, so, I just a new gaffer, I mean, no one anymore. But, uh, happy enough. I mean, I was quite happy enough. It was a name you didn't really expect. It wasn't any of the usual merry-go-round. I believe when we signed James, it was somebody who was... You know, a bit of a different coaching background, like a proper heavy coaching background, you know, so I will see how it goes. I mean, I think everybody seems enthused enough. Um, I think if people, some people are concerned with interim tag, and that's fine. I get that. Because uh, you can see what the disaster is at Old Trafford with that at the minute. Um, but, yeah, I think, yeah, if it, if it goes well, he's probably got a job. That's it. If we get in the playoffs, we make a good fist at it. If we can make a good fist at the end of the season, get in the playoffs, make a good fist at the playoffs, then I find he's probably got it. Um, if he doesn't, well, no harm done. Um, the thing is, is what, like you said, if he makes a good fist at it, it's his job. It's his first management job. You know, he might not take to it. So that's going to be one of the reasons. You know, you know if, if some guys didn't make great managers. Yeah. You know, they make really, really good coaches. So he might not take to it. And and he's going from battle towards you know whether he's going to be a better wise or it's maybe a it's a trial period as well you know like you're saying because he's going from full-time coach to part-time manager yeah. so he's only going to get those couple of nights on the training pitch he'll be used to you know he's come from that background where it's all methodology of an all set for you know five six days training or whatever so we're interested to see how he copes with that because i know some people find that difficult you always hear Ex-players, and kind of Kelly manager Kevin Thompson, he, he said many times that's a challenge he found coming down just only having the guys two nights a week. He couldn't get his no, couldn't get his head around it, but I think he found it he found it difficult. So it'll be interesting to see how somebody like maybe copes with with that change. James James used to talk about it as well. Yeah. Speak it at length. He used to have to, he because he always wanted to be in the training field and only get them for four to six hours a week in the training field and it's like plus two, three hours on a Saturday you don't get them for 10 hours a week yeah. so it's just, just one of those things right so that's us talking about the manager the new manager in uh, there's quite a lot of games we're going to try and fly by them as quick as we can um, so because there's been a lot of games since the last time we spoke uh, first one still in one at home Lee Hamilton won their goal six yards out volley blast uh, wasn't really the greatest of games but I mean, he was off balance on his wrong foot and he's a centre half. So, yeah, he's really good finish, eh? He's got his he's technically very good, to be fair. Well, Liam's a good player. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, there's no secret, I'm a huge fan of Liam. I think he's a very good player. Uh, but it was the greatest game. Sterling looked like a team who are struggling a bit. Um, so, we'll see how that goes. Right, next game, I'll be Rovers at home. Um, unsurprisingly, we lost to them. Fucking <laughs> who do they lost? You're keeping them up. They're nine points. If we take the nine points off of them, there'd be something like two points ahead of Cowden Beef. Anyway, right. So there was a, the goal at the beginning that kind of Travis Swokey Howler. Um, I'm not going to really go too much. And honestly, it was like one for the one for the bloody that one. The Robo got a decent goal. Decent goal back, ball over the top. He smashed it in great finish. And then that boy, Dory, is it Dory? That's been on trial at QPR. I mean, that goal was an absolute worldie. Nobody was stopping that. that was just did we not actually stand and clap that? Because I think we did, aye, we did. <laughs> aye. It, was, it was just one of those ones you're just like, Jesus, man. It was 
Aye, aye. So just one of those ones. And in a way, which we were at, we had the happy bus, fans bus for the first time in a long time. We had a great day, football got the way. Um, we day down, you know, set off reasonably early enough, stopped off wherever we stopped off. Bigger, that's what we stopped yeah. off. Yeah. A couple of pints, down Annan, social club, what a great social club it is in there. Very well, very, very welcoming, reasonably yeah. cheap. Um, cracking pie, nice we set up at Annan. Uh, football was uh, 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 poor. <laughs> That's probably the best way to say it. I mean, we had chances, like Danny had one off the post, I think, early in the second half. They scored, whatever else, but I think Gary said in his post-match, well, we had a couple really early doors that might have changed the game, forgetting to mention that Annan had three goals disallowed for offside. So, it's, it peaks, like, you know, swings around the really, I think. Uh Stanley got a goal late on. Robert got injured. That wasn't really the greatest today. Uh, got a pint at half time. That was all right. I can play with that, really. Um, so, aye. Um, next one. Oh, that was the one I wasn't well at. County Meath, one nine. Home. Any of you boys there? Is that the one we were all in the well at? Oh, no, no. I was, we were there. Well, I was there, certainly. What date was I, that? Oh, Morris Ross was in there because. The manager, Morris Ross, had been, he'd been sent off the week before, so he was in the stand. He was up in the gantry. Was oh, yeah, phone. me and you were there, I, we were there. He, I. Was trying to, he was trying to phone the bench, he couldn't get his earpods to work. Aye, that was true. What funny. Because that was just after uh, Brendan had moved to Trenen. That's right. So we got the, <laughs> the rumours. <laughs> so. Well, to be fair, to be fair, big rent and all but confirmed it in the paper two days later. So, yeah. uh, aye. So, we go for, that was that day, aye. Uh, a goal for Ryan Shanley, a very well taken goal, must be said. Follow yeah. for the side. Very good. Um, just before half time, County Beath at the bar later on. They are all but doomed. Uh, although, non County Beath, they're going to end up sneaking in, going in the playoff, eh? So, uh, I never made the, the, the camel trek. Plus boat trip to Elgin at the weekend. I went to the Muscle Athletic and I ended up speaking to a boy who plays for Bonnie Rig and I did say to him, that's not the worst county beef team we've seen. Oh, it's not, no. Absolutely not. So I did say that to him and he just went, I've got to beat the Highland League team. I was like, well, that's true as well. (laughs) I was looking at the Highland League the like a couple of days ago. It's not just close, it's about goals have scored. I know. Like Fraser has scored like 120 goals in 30 games or something. Oh, why? <laughs> that would be some commute, but anyway. Fraserborough and, and Bucky Thistle or something, I think, yeah. to you. Uh, One, but it's be a point. Unbelievable. Um, I'd fancy Bonnie Rig, I think, but who knows. I think who, it's going to be tough for whoever gets them because Cowdenbeath have this habit of digging out as they did with our worst team two years in a row, a few years back. You know, so we'll see, we'll see. Um, next one, with Steny at home, uh, 1-1. I was still feeling pretty poorly. I can't remember if anybody else went. Yeah, as it came in, Brighton scored an absolute peach. He did. Um, that's the last time we saw him to get injured after that? Or um, a couple of weeks after, I'm starting to got injured. Like. What date was that? Oh, Steny, sorry, Steny. What date was it? It was a midweek game. Yeah, second of March. Oh, no, I, wasn't, I wasn't there that day. I was. Uh, you, you were otherwise, uh, otherwise, engaged. otherwise engaged. Anyway, right, aye, good goal for Brydon. One one. I watched the highlights. I didn't look as though it was a thrilling game. It must be said. Um, right, so 
we then get Albion away, a 1-0 win, the hoodoo was over, last minute penalty, Husey, with a wonderful, wonderful bit of play there to get a hack down in the box. Um, <coughs> um, but I watched the highlights and it was uh, Albion Rovers attack after attack after attack, shocky save, shocky save, they hit the post, they hit the bar, they had one off the line. And then Shanley pops up with a penalty, uh, end into the game, scores, wins. Well done, thanks very much. Uh, it was a goalkeeper coach that did the post-match interview, and yeah. he just raved about Shockey for about five minutes. Yeah. So that, that kind of sums up that game. The Albion Rovers fans were raging on Twitter, which is quite amusing, because after they beat us 2-1, they were acting like, well, well they, they were like Barcelona playing Real Madrid. So to watch them cry, where a, what we can say is a dubious penalty, was... <laughs> was uh, Really fucking funny to be honest. Um, so get up them anyway. Actually, it's a bit of a hard. I quite like going through there. That's a good um, trip. What should I say? I don't know. What I, it's a good trip. I like how we know that's quite a good trip. Aye. I was just, I was just watching them just have their meltdown because I never got a full 12 points. Oh, that's true. Aye, aye. I, can do I think that. it was just the, the way they reacted before was like, well, thanks for the points and all that kind of stuff. And just like, fuck off. Anyway, right, next game, staying away. Nothing, nothing. I watched that on the stream. I was down with my dad's. Uh, I was going to, oh, I forgot to, oh, I have to put in there. The only reason I wasn't at the Albion game is because I was at an all-day rave. Uh, I had a great day. It was fantastic. My ghost stick suit, uh, 12 hours of dancing, nice big dan- uh, trance dance music. Wonderful day. Oof. Oof, unbelievable. And got back in the early doors because it started at 12 o'clock in the afternoon. So there we go. 12 hours. Fantastic. I recommend it, by the way. Great exercise. Anyway, right. Stay away. Uh, no, no, I watched that the stream. I was doing my dad's in Norfolk. Um, James Farrell got sent off early doors. I thought it was possibly a bit harsh. Um, I thought Cammy Logan, I think, was covering. The same thing, Smith player's reaction was probably what got him sent off, I think. Then after that, Schwocky had a two magnificent saves off the free kick and then the rebound. Uh, if I'm being brutally honest, had what maybe one or two other saves to make. You didn't have a whole lot. Steny were particularly toothless. I thought we defended really well in that regard. There was a bit, a bit, a bit of column A and a bit of column B. They were kind of toothless. We defended really well. I thought it was a really good performance considering we went down to 10 were about 70 minutes to go. Um, everybody played really well. There was really any weak spots or anything that I could see. Uh, I put myself through the interview with Dave Smith, it was just as miserable as always. Um, apart from the fact he thought we defended pretty well, and I, th- I would tend to agree with him there. And then obviously after that he got the punt. So, um, I, I mean, keep staying at bay. We never lost any. They never gained any ground. They keep having that habit of not gaining any ground when we're losing or drawing. So, who knows? Um, I did say on the. Oh, so I've still got a couple of games to go, but I did say when I was on the Edinburgh Football Pod where we're still be getting his interview by Stoby just at New Year. Tell us where we are at the end of March and I'll give you a few where we're going to be. I was maybe being a bit optimistic, really. <laughs> I think we'll have a clearer picture by the end of, end of March there, Stobes. Nah. Uh, so anyway, right, Stranra at home. It was, uh, it was a kind of the benefit for Ukraine as well, which is a nice touch by the club. Yeah. Um, Bought a good publicity, a really good charity as well. Um, so obviously helping young people escape the war and whatnot. I've got my uh, uh, Brian Swocky worn pre-match t-shirt, sweat, mud, dirt, everything on it. 
I'm going to watch a couple of episodes of the Big Bang Theory and see if I can grow more on Brian Schwarke for next season, as they do. <laughs> what is this? This is the real science. <laughs> <laughs> we would just, children always say that about uh, Stephen Hawkins, but he could, if he just needed a hair, then he could grow his own in a petri dish. Yeah. Oh, like they did the 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 napkin was where we learned Nimoy with the napkin. Ah, yeah, that's it. Ah, and he's like, oh, I can grow my own. It's like, no, I'm only joking. Just in case you go back to Livingston, you know, it might be handy to have a spare one kicking him. Um, <laughs> I don't just think it would just be Brian Swokey every week, yeah. <laughs> I feel a bit sorry for the rest of the guys. I've actually played to the world this season. And to be fair, thanks to Danny Hanmore for signing him more of a t-shirt. Oh, that was good. He is a nice lad. Yeah, he's a good lad. He is a good laddie. Most of the thing, but he's not noising me up on Twitter. Um, sorry, just to interject, we are recording when Scotland are playing. I think Scotland are just, oh no, it's finished. Uh, it's 2 2. 2 2. Scotland must have scored two goals. Fucking hell. Um, anyway, aye, so it was a benefit for Ukraine. Um, I think the next the crowd is 5 2 5 on Twitter. Yeah. Which has been a bit bigger than it has been. Um, I think people could have just piled in with their money anyway, which was great. Uh, obviously, I was in Norfolk, so I couldn't watch the game because it was no stream because it got taken away. They to tell us why, but for some half-assed excuse on the website. Uh, Ali, you were in attendance, I believe, were you not? Oh no, it was, but that was—I mean, it was atrocious. It was absolutely, even from how bad the student performance would be, that one really stood out to me. It's just—it's just absolutely awful. Um, that scoreline flattered us, flattered us big style. Um, uh, you get, uh, it felt to me that, I, I, I can't remember, I'd say this, it felt to me that the players weren't happy. There wasn't a, that wasn't a happy team that was out. That was just a few days after, after Naismith, two days, or even a day after Naismith had been punted. Didn't look like a happy camp at all. Um, it was interesting, normally when, normally the players, as you know, would, would be uh, hanging around the gantry, and maybe pop down, you'd have a chat to them, maybe Rab or, or Tap, whoever's injured, you just kind of catch up. They were all over, like on the bench, and actually Taps and Rab were on the touchline almost helping helping this the, the caretaker manager out. But it felt like they were told not to mingle around, not to be around, not to be around the fans and things. It just didn't feel like a happy, a happy team at all. And, and the performance was just guff, just absolute guff. Um, and I, I think two one flattered us to be, to be honest with you. Um, but obviously good to get a decent turnout for the for the Ukraine stuff. Um, again, I think the club just going back to your point from earlier about attendances and how teams when teams are playing well. I presume part of the idea was well, it's a good thing for, for charity and stuff that people would come along and enjoy themselves and want to come back. No one's coming back. After watching that, unless you're a, unless you're a Stranar fan, to be honest with you, but it was just, it was just crap. It was absolutely atrocious. It really, really was. I can't just was how strongly, uh, how annoyed I was at the honest, honest with you. There was just nothing to it, and I, it just felt to me there must have been something in the players. The players were were upset or or felt unsettled. Whatever's happened with Nate Smith during the week. Seemed to affect the players on the Friday night. I don't know if there's any doubt about it because it was even from lots of crap performances that one really took the that really took the risk. Yeah. I think that's 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 really the risk you do if you change a manager. Yeah. Doesn't matter what time of the season really do. Um, but I guess that's just one of them. Just to, to use that overused cliche, 
that's football. Um, but to kind of go back very briefly, I didn't really blame the, any of the players for either being upset or generally how they've been. I don't think anybody's had really a go at any of the players this year for the for performances or anything like that. It just we just seem a bit confused really with yeah. the tactics tumble and if well we're not professionals I guess, but no. we've all got a, a, a pretty decent understanding of the game. I would suggest and when you're having people going. I'm not really sure. Like we spoke to people who are coaches at the sideline, and even they're just like they were like not actually sure. So if they're confused, then it's not really going to help the players. And if, like like if they're upset and he like and he's got a different persona in front of them, that's fine. But if he's as miserable with them, <laughs> if he was as miserable with them as he is with the fans, then fucking God knows what was going on. Anyway, right, Elgin on Saturday. You watched them the stream, Ali. You've already had a wee shout about them. Um. Anything apart from the fact that's a run over against Elgin nearly five years, four years, whatever yeah, it is. 14 games, I was. Um, but they come sometime, I suppose. It took us some time to start the run, to be fair. Took Shane Sutherland to piss off the. No, no, it took Shane Sutherland to get a, a cruciate ligament injury before it started. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure that's what it was. I came in going to the Wank game, and it was a Scotland game, and Jar was like, Can you come to the boardroom? And I was like, Oh, thanks very much. Had my Edinburgh City t-shirt on and my jeans and kind of looked right out of place. And uh, he scored a hat trick, eh? And I'm like, really? Can we not sign this boy? Or can somebody just not take a red card for him early doors? It seemed like he just scored a hat trick against us all the time. And then obviously, he's no longer there. Which is good. She, Shane Sutherland was a centre-forward version with David McGurn. Yeah. Uh, right? He saw the Edinburgh City badge and played like he was fucking pelly. Right, I don't know what it was. Every time he came out, he absolutely yeah. destroyed us. Right, especially in the first couple of seasons. And you're like, can we don't just get rid of him? McGurn, like Lev Yashin and all that. Unbelievable. You know, and you're just like, just piss off, man. Just, just go away. Anyway, so that's enough about Elgin then. <laughs> Very brief. <laughs> it was shit. Blah, blah. Never mind that. Right, so, Kelly on Saturday. It's Friday, sorry. Friday. It's all right. See, it's slip of the habit. I mean, you're in the habit of going on Saturday. Next so. week, Saturday. Next week, Saturday. Where was that? At home. Yeah. Fourth night home. We're at home on Saturday, next Saturday, the 9th, the 9th of April. How have we managed to get a Saturday game like? The same day as the Edinburgh Derby. But anyway. No, the 16th is the Derby. No, this is the first Derby. Oh, there's a two. There's two. Who cares? Um, the 16th, I'll be in Cowden Booth in the semis on, so who cares? Watching Cody Mustard go away in that. So, so there's a game on Friday night against Kelty. Kelty. Aye. So, so I'm hoping they're, they're too busy celebrating, to be honest. Well, it'll be nice. So I've not seen them all season. So I've not seen them. So I never went in the away games and I couldn't go to the home game. Yeah. So it'll be nice to, hopefully, nice to see Blackie if he's about. Maybe we should bring a pen and see if he'll sing our tops. Uh, well, I've not framed them yet. So uh, you can maybe send them on. Have you got a wee Sharpie on you? Probably. Well, we can maybe do that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Oi! Come here. <laughs> um, so I so then we got I can't believe we got Saturday game. Oof. Anyway, I've got announcement during the week. Friday's been moved. Um. Anyway, right. So that is that. That's the men done. Women's team. Been a few games. A wee bit of a bubble in the league. I would suggest. Um, league. To win the league's probably out of sight now, but they're still well in a chance of getting promoted. Yeah. It's only three points to Living and two points to Livingston, and we're playing them on Sunday. Um, well, judging by some of the tweets over the last few weeks, I've come against some pretty informed goalkeepers that's kept us at bay. 
Uh, but we'll go back to the beginning. Uh, we were there uh, against Cliniff or Thistle. That was the last one before the split. A 10-1-1. Um, <laughs> I was 10-1. Oh, no. I'm just like, that's when we had done it. And it one, uh, yes, we, we, we've actually got ourselves, we, we brought, our, brought a new fan, uh, a pal Dodd, hiya Dodd, because he listens. Uh, he came along to his first game, he quite enjoyed himself. Then we all had a big massive debate about who you give play, uh, play the match to. Um, because Beth Preston got four, uh, Nicole got three, Kelsey Boyle scored the header, Kelly Russell got one, and Claire Crosby scored the new sign-in with an absolute beauty of a free kick, right at the corner, eh? Probably the goal of the game. Um, so we then we had a debate about who you get to play the match to. Um, we end up getting one of the other new girls had taken off. Aye, Kerry, Kerry Montgomery. And she was probably the best player in the park, but I couldn't remember. She's she brilliant. <laughs> it was like she's only played half the game, but we're still going to give her player the match. <laughs> so it was one of those ones where how how the how the voting numbers know that because we always do like the three two one and all this kind of business, right? Uh, normally with the with the men, it's kind of usually clear cut. You got like a first or second or third. We've only had a couple of joint firsts once or twice, right? Yeah. This game it was like joint first, joint second, joint third because of the way the points went. There was like six players on this team. <laughs> like, oh, it's, it's just it's such a cop out, but it was it was a very was difficult a In fairness, we played really really well that day. Um, yeah, just like just a good performance. It really was. Um, we were away. Uh, Ran through the week after, I think it was. They got a really, really, really late winner. I think it was like stoppage time almost. Yeah. Um, they've, I think the last time we played them at home, it was like a one dollar or two one or something like that. So the games have been tight. Um, judging by the, the the Twitter feed, it was another chance after chance. Goalkeeper saves, goalkeeper saves. One of these ones. Um, then we had. All right, aye. Uh, can you read my writing my notes? <laughs> what a disaster. Uh, we had Hutchieville. <laughs> Uh, at home at Broxburn, I got through myself because uh, chauffeur Rooney wasn't available. Was that uh, over, probably? Uh, I think you were, aye. Um, so <laughs> I went through for, for fans who may be thinking about it if we do end up having to be at Broxburn for any other length of time apart from Sunday's game, obviously. Uh, it's actually relatively easy to get there. There's like a loathing country bus X18, it took 40 minutes, it wasn't really a hard sip, it's a straight road. Um, there yeah. and back, I was there, it left. St Andrew's house at 20 past two was there for about three. So we stood about like a, a lemon for. <laughs> There's not much to do. Did you go into the, any of the local establishments? To be fair, the last time me and you were there together, there was karaoke on. Yes, that's right. That's right. So there was was really a... expecting that some of this, I mean, the songs got into the second Lord. half. I'm sure Erin Burns was running down the left day. Aye. I don't know if it's like one if it's somebody's related to her or whatever they know obviously know her well but every time when a new song come on you see her shake her head and she probably looked at like us and we were all like this as well eh? we were just oh it must have been all I'll say is whoever was singing Don't You Want Me by the Human League was you were an utter disgrace you're a disgrace <laughs> it was it was so much it was, it was so bad I would have taken to court that's how bad it was it was bad anyway Back to the game, Hutchieville, it was a 4-0 win. They are, Hutchieville gave us some problems at Sockton. Uh, they gave us a wee bit of problems yeah. at Broxburn as well. Their goalkeeper had a great game. Um, they were quite a niggly team, I thought, and we coped quite well with it. Just like wee fouls, no, like we kick the ankles, a wee bit in the shins, a wee studs down the back, that kind of niggly stuff that really annoys players. I am real, that's, that's not like Hutchieville. That's, uh, that's a huge surprise to you. Yeah. 
ever played against them, so I don't know. Um, <laughs> but they were, nah, they were just kind of quite nippy. Um, the centre forward uh, with a rather familiar surname. Uh, oh, I think it was her anyway. She number nine. Number nine. Hi, Nick uh, Smith. Um, I think it, I think it was her anyway. Um, she she gave us a hard time at Stockton. She gave us a bit of a hard time. Um, if it was her, I think it was her. Um, on that game, which got taken off. I, it was one of those games once we kind of went a couple of goals up. There was never really any doubt. Um, Cole never really had a whole much to do. Defence were quite sold. We to be a bit struggling a wee bit with the Rachel, to be honest. Because um, I think the one thing I've noticed with the women's team in the last few weeks, I thought it's not exactly been the most settled 11. No. Um, so, whatever went. Anyway, so Caitlin got two, Beth got one, and who scored the other one? Nick got a obligatory goal, as always. Uh, but uh, I was a decent game to watch. Um, there was something to do with the referee again, but sure. as there always is in these games, arseholes. Right, so the next game, I was away. I was hoping for a YouTube stream that wasn't there, so I'm going to blame Dave again. Blame Dave, aye. Blame Dave, just blame Dave. A 4-4 away draw to Edinburgh, Caledonia. Uh, you were there. What's with Dodd, he was at his second game. Got got a new fan. Two oh. games, two games. Goals galore, eh? Eleven in his first, eight in his second. You'll be expecting I think. Uh, uh, I was going to say the usual, the usual three to get a score: Beth, Nicole, and Caitlin, and Hannah Preston scored as well. You were there on the go. How they didn't win that game was beyond me. Um, it's like they would work like four or five times, and then. The opposition went and scored. And you're like, it's going to be one of those days, eh? <laughs> and, it, and it kind of was. But again, they played, they played like a, they played three at the back and they never played like, it's not like they played two full backs as wing backs. They played like a five. Do you know what I mean? Obviously, you're playing Beth out there wide and they played three center. It just didn't seem to suit them. Mm-hmm. Do you know? In the second thought- half, when they looked dangerous, they went to a back four, they played three in the middle of the park. And they played three up front. Hannah was playing one side, uh, Preston, and then Nicole played the other side. And they put Kate and Russell through the middle, and it looked so much more dangerous. Um, again, referee, you know, best of the character. And if you take that out there, she's maybe not going to be the player that she is. You know, she's a good player. So, um, but I think the referee had that in for her straight away. Look, you. We should have had this conversation at the start of the game. Was one of his comments. So fuck off, man. Do you know? I was just like, mate. No wonder nobody shows. I mean, you hear the referee in is we moan about the referee in the men's, but when we watch most of the referees in the league too. You can actually hear them trying to talk to the players, the newer ones. When you're watching the women's game, the the most of them are belittling them, and it's just like no wonder nobody respects you. So there was some incident with, with the with the management team as well. Oh well, to be fair, I the management team were having a go about something. And they were saying stop being sarcastic, but they're just like me again. He's obviously just wants some paperwork. To... Was it was it no something to do like was it Kenny had asked for how long to go and he went one minute plus injury time. Aye, so, 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 so how long's left then? <laughs> how long's to go? Aye, exactly. Aye. So how how they never won is beyond me. Um, even regardless of scoring four, even regardless of conceding four goals, how the number one is beyond me. They should have, they should have wanted that. But there we go. Right, so that comes us on to Sunday's game. We're away at Ross Vale. Um, 
lost four two. They're top of the league. They've had a really, really good run the last few weeks. Um, we played them in Broxburn, and I thought they were okay. I didn't think they were uh, great shakes, to be honest. And now they're sitting top of the league, pole position to win it. Um, <laughs> so so much on the way. But another judging by I think it was Young Jack doing the tweets. Uh, it was like save after save, chance after chance. Just one of those ones again. Goalkeeper in, in good form. Um, so, aye, no so great. Uh, plus point, it was good to see Danielle Forsyth back. She got two goals. Uh, she came across really well in her interview as well. Um, she's a great player in the midfield. Um, we, we're all quite fans there. Um, we tear her in the middle. Um, so, it was good to see her back. She's been doing it for a long time. Um, maybe use us a wee, bit, a wee bit extra in the middle that we've not had for the last few weeks. So, it was good to see her back. Yeah. Uh, so, aye, so we've got Livingston. We've got three games to go, I think. We've got Livingston. Somebody else away. Garkin, maybe. Livingston at home on Sunday. We're not playing Garkin yet. It'll be Garkin. So, Garkin, and then early 90s, the last game. Oh, we've got Morton as well, I think. Right. But I don't think they managed to put a team last Sunday. So, I don't know what's going to happen there. Anyway, so, yes, citizens, if you can, uh, Sunday is our last home game. Please, please, please try and get there. Um, the team would love your support. They're huge games. Right. Every game now we've got is huge. This team is going for a promotion. They've been super all season. Um, it'd be great to see as many people there as possible. Uh, they do, as we say, every time we speak about them, they play a really, really good brand of football. It's enjoyable. Um, there they are. We've got Dud coming now. He's had two games in a row. He's enjoyed himself. You know, it's really, really good to watch. Um, I think... Sorry, interject, but to go, to go back to when uh, the club secretary maybe had a quiet word and met guys, maybe going to give them some publicity. Aye. Are saying we wouldn't go if we're not going back for shite. Very far from that. It's very entertaining to watch. As we said, the golfing class between the top teams and the bottom teams is dramatic, but they're playing against other teams around about them now, you know. So it is good close games. So they're very, very much worth a watch. Better watching a live game of football than sitting in the pub and just watching it live there. Um, there's no details out for Sunday's game. I'm assuming it'll be four o'clock because all of the games at Broxburn pretty much have been four o'clock. Keep an eye out on the ECFC women Twitter page. Please do go. Uh, it's a huge game. Um, as much support as possible. Um, Broxburn, as I found out, isn't really that hard to get to if you're not driving. Um, so, yeah, it'd be great to see everybody there and fingers crossed for Sunday. Right. Very briefly on the 20s, we've not really been to any games because I've been all the way, I think, for the majority. Um, they threw in one of the cup games, which is good, winning the cup knockout cup or something. Yeah. Uh, they're playing away to fourth Wanderers in a couple of weeks, which I thought would be near the fourth. Turns out it's not one, actually. Um, well, there you go. That's something new every day. Well, it's 20s game we were at then. It was a Friday night against Team for Glasgow. Broomhall, was it? Was it Broomhall? Broomhall, I think that was maybe the last game. Was it? Uh, so. it could be that in the last one. I can't remember. Because the last time they were playing an away game, but uh, it was a Friday night, and the, the big team were playing as well, but the game was off. That's right. Because all the players were on the, the squad. The big team, because it was that many. <laughs> uh, aye, so, point is, obviously, we'll not be at home on Friday. Keep an eye out on the fixtures. We usually retweet them off the supporters' club account, so they're good to go and watch as well. So, right, on to that. Right, done, games, on to go. Mr. Monks Moans. <laughs> Straight in. Push. No, well, I, I can't really, but, well, 
I've moaned the whole the whole podcast. Um, You've always got something else. So I don't think you should Only thing I will say, I go back to one of my old um, one of my favourites, which is the the Colts, the old time Colts teams, and the lower the, the Lowland League. Fucking, I can barely say those words without uh, choking on too much. But um, just it's a real pity that nobody told these two. Celtic and Rangers each have one talent in their, their ranks at the moment that looks like they're going to be, you know, really, really top players. It's a real pity that nobody told Rory Wilson and Ben Doak that they could be playing in the Lowland League against Bonnie Reg, against Caledonia, whoever it is, because they're both pissed off to one's going to Liverpool, one's going to going to Aston Villa. So this idea that this was going to be some miracle to bring all these players through for, you know, getting these players ready for first-team football by playing in the Lowland League is a nonsense. It's always been a nonsense. And there you go, there's two players that are coming through the old firm youth system just now that are clearly too good to play in the Lowland League and to play Colts football. They want to be playing either first-team football for Celtic and Rangers or they want to go down to one of the top academies in England to give themselves the best chance at the game. The Colts teams is a nonsense. It's a farce. It doesn't actually benefit anyone. It might help Rangers and Celtic punt on some kind of mid-range players, it might even pack their squads out a little bit. Um, and then when you like it with the, the Lowland League and the, the recent vote on, on reconstruction, you know, just fucking shut the door and throw away the key to that league to manage. I think it's such a pity the way they've conducted themselves. Um, uh, you know, there's so much change going on in Scottish Rangers now, so many ambitious teams, so much interesting things happening, um, and they seem to have sold their soul for the old firm the old firm dollar, to be honest with you. And it is really disappointing. You know, we've got fond memories of Old League. You know, that's, we came through the, the route where it looks like it's getting harder and harder to do and they're almost trying to shut up shop and that's the absolute opposite of what the, of what the Lowlands should be, to be honest with you. We should be, it should be opened up to teams from the South, teams from the West, teams from the East, to, to get into that Lowland League to then push for, for a league place. But obviously, they've got the two old firm teams in there doing nobody any good whatsoever. Um, uh, yeah, just, just, it's exactly what, what I, what, what we thought, to be honest with you. Um, but I'm just particularly disappointed in some of the, the, the way the world leader conducted themselves, to be honest. Aye. Uh, I know, I know it was a quite a close vote, 97, but still, uh, and everybody's like, oh, just be the teams at the bottom, that'll shut up shop. I wouldn't be so sure about that, no, to be no. honest. Um, knowing how you, and you hear stories from various people at clubs and all that. I wouldn't be so sure because I remember Edinburgh Uni took a really hard stance against the Colts um, and if they're kind of carrying on with that moral compass then I would assume that maybe they voted for extra relegation even though they'd be one of the ones potentially at threat um, I, like the, the, their argument now that the SPFL needs to open up is just do the water um, that's done um, which is unfortunate because I think their argument was right I think at least there should have been at least one direct going down and maybe another one in the playoff but now they can go fuck themselves, quite frankly. If they're going to conduct yourselves like that, tough luck. And just face with the consequences. Even the guys that we listen to, like that we follow on Twitter and all that, the guys that do the official catch-up podcast, they were absolutely distraught. They were like, when I put all that in a supporters club, that's your argument's gone. It's like, no, I totally agree. That's it. All, all the hard work that we've worked for for the last what's that, decade now, almost done, gone. Just for that one vote. So, oh well, essentially two votes. Colts, coming in for this season, might be coming in again for next season. Um, 
and, and, and carrying on for there, it's just a fuss, to be honest. Um, it's the money, eh? That's what they say, eh? Ooh, it's not even that much money. And the crowds, and by all, by all accounts, for, for reading, the, reading on, like, people on, on Twitter and speaking to folk at games, the crowds have massively increased. And the crowds are being decent at Rangers and Celtic, but that benefits only two teams. Yeah. Rangers and Celtic, there's no ground, there's no kind of sharing of profits or anything like that. You know what I mean? There's no... I'm not as overly against it, but they shouldn't be where they are. They should be at the bottom of the pyramid. Look, look I, I've got no problems. I've got no problems with the idea of B teams and all that. As long as they start at the bottom of the pyramid like everybody else. They started right at the bottom of the pyramid and they had got back-to-back promotions and got in a low and get promotion and get in the league too and then they came back and Ireland. Do you know what I mean? They were the day in Spain and can get to the second tier. Fine. But no problem with it. But start right at the very, very bottom. Aye, but that's a the problem. They just they could just sure. go the rules as always. I know. As, as always. always. I know, I know. So, aye. Anyway, right. Rooney's answer, you no bother. Oh, yeah, I think I would. Oh, oh, hold on, Ali's wanting more. Oh, he's excited, guys. He's Jesus, excited. hold on. Stop the clock. It's actually an apology to, to Brian Schwabby. He was being featured in the Terrace podcast uh, top 12 goalkeepers and one of the, the presenters messaged me to ask a bit more about him. And it was just one of those days at work I didn't lift my head from my laptop. So by the time I got around to replying to, to Sean to tell him how amazing Brian Schwabby was and how to pronounce his name, the podcast was being recorded and went out. So uh, Schwabby might have been a couple of places higher than I think they had him I think in the top goalkeepers in the outside the outside the Premiership. So apologies to Brian. If I'd got my reply in in time, you might have actually been you might have made the top five. So it's my fault, I have to say. So sincere apologies. Apologies to the big man, but I think he's going to be. Uh, it's, uh, no no surprise that he's, he's I told Sean he will almost certainly win our Player of the Year. Um, I think it's obvious. Oh, don't awesome. give that away. What do you mean? Now, do you know how the voting's going? There's still, still, the still enough games left. There's still enough games left before Danny Handling fucking wins you know. at me on Twitter. That's <laughs> <laughs> enough for that. Let them state secrets. Well, I've not seen that. I can't. I've, I've no idea what the, the points totals are, but I have been to enough games to to know if it's not Brian Swockey winning our Player of the Year. Then I'll have to be a steward and quiet. Just to go through a, a Bob Fallon, Danny Hamlin calculator. To work out. So, you know, it, 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 it could already be over for all we know. <laughs> we always have an independent adjudicator, I might add. Do you always have an independent oh. adjudicator? The last three have went to an independent adjudicator, or two, two or three, three have went to an independent adjudicator. So it will again be going to an independent adjudicator. That's all I'm saying to that. I have no, all I do is take the points and add them up, make them, and announce it on Twitter when I can remember. Right, but we'll go to an independent adjudicator for second place. But sometimes I didn't even put one, one, two, three in because there's no point because it was who it was going to be anyway. So sometimes, sometimes. Anyway, anyway enough of that. Right, Rooney's ants. I no. Uh, oh, energy crisis. The world's on a knife edge. Boris Johnson still a c- invited me to his key worker parties that he had. Um, <laughs> You're going to bleep that out, really. Well, so he's a f- that's better than that's fine. Um, I don't know, nah, just yeah, I don't know if we can't really rant anything. Good luck to no. our management team, good luck to the women in the men's teams for the rest of the year, uh, and good to see Captain back on the bench at least. 
uh, at the weekend oh. for Elgin. So, now that Callum Kane's suspended, they'll probably play on Friday. He might get a game, but yeah, good to see him back. It's been a long time coming. So. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yes, yes, obviously. I'm very excited to be see the big handsome man there. Uh, it's just a, well, I was going to say, I mean, I mean, our shirts are going to get dirty. <laughs> I'm only kidding, Rob. I'm only kidding. Honest. It's great to see him back. Delighted to see him back. It's pretty much been the entire season. And to be honest, we really, really have missed him on the pitch. I don't think there's much doubt about that. Um, he's, a, he's an absolute Rolls Royce football player. Uh, Bobby's bonus. Have I got much to rant about extra? I think I've already had my whinge. I've had my whinge about communication for the club. Uh, I noticed after we had a, a good whinge about the evening news and a wee whinge about the one Twitter that's slightly improved. Um, you may say you've really got a part-time job for them, no? That would have won one. The thing is, it's like I say, it's, like, it's just like Neil McGlade does a great job when he when he's available to do a great job. But as you saw, he pretty much followed Josh Taylor for two weeks. He does the speedway as well. You know, it's 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 tough to, and I, and I know it's difficult for print journalists, and you you've got to have like spread yourself out quite a lot. And he has, he's essentially got, I think, everything that nobody else wanted. Um, although fairness, he's a Warlocks fan, and uh, he quite enjoys the city games anyway. So that's kind of worked out all right. But yeah, uh, I just as always, even the news are shite. I hate them. Don't they click on their website? <laughs> well, that's apparently why we don't get uh, more coverage, because we don't have enough clicks. Well, if your coverage was better, you're going to get more clicks, yeah. Anyway, right. We'll more than one again. war going on in the world. Another war is Bob Fallon against... Leave the news. <laughs> Honestly, there will be never any peace talks in that one. I don't even know how that one will finish, you know. No, no, well, to be fair, and I'm not... I'm, I'm just going to reveal it. Ages and ages and ages ago, they're all dead that are actually saying, name a time and a place, and we'll come and have a discussion. He said, all right, he said, I'm happy to have a discussion anytime you want about the coverage or that. I said, no bother. Name a time and a place. Nine months later, I'm still waiting to get back to me. So that'll tell you exactly how serious he was about meeting us about the coverage. Um, so anyway, right, enough of that. I've got anything else to complain about? No, not really. Uh, Shall we go on to the, the, the brief update for Meadowbank? Oh no, we're going to end on something positive. Excellent. All, all purely down to the, the public views and the public consultation and the public positivity around the project. I think that swung it. And uh... <laughs> Certainly did if you did it. Um, <laughs> um, the thing is, we're not, we're not be breaking on Merta. The fact is, we got an email through from the council today uh, because myself, Rooney, Ali and a friend Ash, he also commented, we all got an email today from the council saying that the plan of permission has been granted for a new stand at Meadowbank. Uh, the plans look good, as we said before. Uh, you can go onto the website. Um, it's not like it's a big secret. It is a public record. Anyone can look at that website. Anybody can read it. Anybody can be commented on it. Um, apparently, they went to inform the neighbours. Uh, I am a neighbour. I didn't get anything through. But <laughs> um, You're maybe not that close a neighbour. You're about that. Um, <laughs> um, so... Yeah, I mean, that's a hugely positive thing for the club. It's also going to include the club shop, toilets, whatever else. Um, they, were, they were, what was it they said in the, in the reply letter? They were enthused about the, what was it? Oh, the fact that we'd, we'd highlighted the fact that it was going to be um, 
accessible seating and the, the, the benefits of having a football club in the community and all that kind of stuff. So, have I got the letter? I have the email. Well, there's the email, but there's the one that I sent as well, the PDF, all the points that was on the website about how great it is that we're going to have a football club back at Medibank. And it was almost quite shocked to send back to where the rightfully belong and all this kind of gear. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, it's a huge thing for the club that we stand is not going to be enough. If we've got any designs on moving up, we needed that stand. Um, so, yes, uh, obviously it's not open yet. Who knows when it's going to open. But anyway, if you want to jump in there, Ali, before I start rambling anymore. No, I just think it's, it's, it's great that it's, it's in place. It looks like a good development. Anyone who's had a, who's had a look at it, I think it'll work. It'll, it'll work for our purpose. You know, covered standing really is all you particularly want. I think the fact that you can, you can stand and be covered, um, access all looks looks okay and things. So it'll be a different, different view as well. Obviously, I know it's going to be a different stadium, but you know, it'll be kind of odd for us to look the other way uh, Meadow Bank, it'll be that that'll be a bit. Well, I don't know whether we'll have the camera set up and all that kind of stuff for the for the highlights, but but yeah, delighted it's done. I think we've got to hope that they can get a contractor in. Hopefully, they've been engaging contractors and can get it done for the start of the season. I don't think construction will take that long. It's not. It's not. It's not. We're not talking about the, the Tottenham Stadium or anything like that. It's nothing along those lines. It's just a kind of a modular stand that's, that's going in so there'll be some work to be done to prepare that but I think from a community point of view is where we want it done quickly because Middlebank is almost finished almost finished I think um, Well they've got new signage at the front it's all nice and a lovely font welcome to Middlebank I mean it won't be open until because they're doing the they're doing the local authority um, uh, council election count well, in Middlebank hope, so. Hopefully is what he said hopefully well, well I heard through the grapevine that three weeks ago, two weeks ago, that they had um, failed uh, an inspection on stuff that they didn't anticipate they would fail on. And then that's a, that's a local grapevine, by the way, guys. That's come from nowhere else. That's not the fact that we all that's, a local. That's just a local grapevine, uh, and that they had were going through another inspection that clearly they've obviously not passed that one as well. So, who knows what's happening? The only thing I would say is that I think the club should have done more to engage people with the process to just to say, look, got to, just to get people excited about it, to be honest with you. You know, um, you know, we're getting a new home ready, you know, we can't wait to have you all move in, all that all that kind of stuff that could have been done sooner, but none of it was done. Um, I don't think the club's actually mentioned it other than than in the chairman's programme notes, maybe maybe one. But look, let's just hope that next season we're at Meadow Bank, um, you know, if East Fife dropped down from League One, that'd be a, a good team we've not played very much of. Bonnie Reg do come up from the Lowland League. Um, I think that makes it a more interesting league as well. A couple of teams where we're not used to a new manager, new home. So maybe there would be a, a more positive slant to that's assuming we don't go up through the, the playoffs. But you know, I think that's kind of what's really keeping us going at the moment, to to be quite honest with you. Hi, Bonnie, you you anyone jump in there or uh, no, no, no. I'm, I'm just looking forward to it. It'll be nice being a member of the local uh, community and the council tax that I've put towards everything that I might actually get used to it. Who knows? Indeed. I was more looking really forward to that first pint in the Belfield before we go. <laughs> before, we, before we trot down to our first game back home. Exactly. We might not actually make it to the new stand. We'll just sit in the one closest to the pub. Imagine they walk all the way around the track to get to this new stand. We just, oh, we'll just sneak in here, by the way. What Stop time that. did you leave the Belfield? Three minutes to three. Um, 
<laughs> well, that's assuming we go back to Saturdays, I guess. Um, what's the better be? Anyway. Three minutes um, to eight on Friday night. Oof. Yeah. Aye, no bother. Imagine I saw Plowing in the Belfield at like six o'clock on a Friday night. There's folk there for their work and all that. We're like, hey! <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, I'll give them a due. They've always been really good to us on Twitter and all that, and they're really encouraging for us to go. So they've not really got any problems with, with football fans like that rocking up. So made money for them, I guess. But local support local and all that and all that kind of gear. Um so aye, that is pretty much the end of the pod. Um as expected really. Uh housekeeping. Uh, just the usual Alec. Oh I pitch it for Alec. We'll get a badge Right, we're done. Um aye, because he was what I actually emailed to complain that there hadn't been a YouTube up. What was it? You couldn't take the picture. Oh, right. I was like, well, sorry, we're just, we're just thinking things have been in the bed, really. <laughs> no, it was fine. It was just, it was, has, there a, has there been a pod out? Ah, it's just for Anchor. We've not put YouTube up yet because we've been busy. Um, well, my husband. So anyway, general housekeeping, as always, if you want to join the Supporters Club, either DM us on Twitter at Club Citizens, uh, email us, clubcitizens at yahoo.com. Uh, we finally did get a new member uh, off of doing this. Um, so thanks for joining. No, rather not will be best no naming him. Um, actually, does he listen? I think he does listen. So anyway, thanks, Lewis. Um, <laughs> so he's joined. That's great. Um, yeah, that's the thing. As again, it's not really in the end particularly fully constitutions or anything like that. It's simply, you join. We get your email. Uh, it will give you priority for away buses if we do them, uh, and gives you a vote on our player of the year. Um, I'm not actually sure. They're going to be doing a play of the year awards this year, do you reckon? Same more allowed out. Who knows? Imagine I sat a table. Eh? Just get... <laughs> Aye, that's getting pied. I mean, you have to present the, the supporters club play of the year. Make me get chucked up there. Eh? <laughs> All right, yeah. Hello, hello. Well, you managed to do it the last time yourself. So to be fair, I, never, I, I did do it more than the last time. I, never, I wasn't drinking the night because I didn't examine the day after. Uh, despite despite uh, a certain player's efforts to try and get me buried. Um... <laughs> So, aye, that's how we join. Uh, I don't think there's much else. Uh, we don't have any new countries to announce, unfortunately. A bit disappointing, really. I think other, other people around the world are going to have to up their game to listen to our dulcet tones, really. Yeah. Unacceptable, we don't have any new countries. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's just folks in Edinburgh and clicking on it going, this isn't a fucking tourist guide. <laughs> Street boys fucking rubbish. Football. Rubbish. Um... The thing is, you don't have to have a listen for so many, and there we go, done, done, tick. Um, so, apart from that, anything else you want to add before we go? No, 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 no. lovely then, no. okay. So, um, it's a good night for Mr. Rooney. Good night, stay safe. Take, care of, your, take care of your energy pulse. <laughs> and a good bye for Mr. Winkley. Take it easy, everyone. Thanks for listening. Uh, it's goodbye from me, the right, Rev. Goodbye.